Today on Your Money, Your Wealth, podcast number 332. Does a Roth IRA conversion increase your Medicare premiums? How can you convert to Roth and stay below the IRMA threshold, that is Medicare's income-related monthly adjustment amount? Also, the fellows spitball a Roth conversion strategy to account for required minimum distributions, or RMDs. They cover those five-year rules for withdrawing from your Roth, depending on whether you're over or under age 59 and a half. And Big Al answers the question, how much should I have in a Roth to be in a low tax bracket in retirement while Joe falls asleep? Now it's your turn. Visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air to send in your money questions, comments, and stories, Roth-related or not. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Frank from Minnesota writes in, if I move $100,000 from my 401k IRA account into a Roth IRA, which we report on our 2020 taxes and pay the old taxes because of this is income, how or if does this transfer then increase my income listed in the Social Security, which then could affect how much I pay for Medicare? Uh, basically, I know that your income can affect what you pay for Medicare. I believe that if our income is over 170000 then our monthly Medicare premium goes up. So if we moved $100,000 to the Roth, and I have not seen the additional dollars show up in my Social Security benefits for 2020, which then would cause us to have higher Medicare premiums in two years. Can I assume that the move of money from my 401k IRA to a Roth IRA does not affect our Medicare costs in the coming years? Thanks. Uh, unfortunately, Frank, no. Uh, Alan, you want to take that? <laughs> uh, agreed. The answer is no. Unfortunately, when you do any kind of Roth conversion or show any kind of income that adjusts, that increases your adjusted gross income. And by the way, Frank, I guess for 2021, it's 176000 If you're below 176000 you pay the lowest of Medicare premiums. Um, and you know, who knows what it will be a couple of years from now because of index inflation or whatever. But at any rate, if you do a Roth conversion, you're going to, you're in two years and it pushes you over that, you are going to have higher Medicare premiums for one year, two years from now. So the way we kind of think of it is you look at those increased premiums, that's like an extra tax. And you add that on to the extra tax you're paying. If it still makes sense, if it's a low enough bracket, do it anyway. If not, then then pay attention to the 176,000. So what, in, in other words, is that if you have an increased premium of call it a hundred dollars a month, just to make the math simple. So that's $1,200 a year. Sure. So then you take the $1,200 that would cause an increase in your Medicare premium two years from now. Right. You add that to the, the, the tax liability of the Roth conversion. And you divide that into the Roth conversion amount to see what your effective tax rate is, right? Because right. We, we, we tell you to convert to the top of the 12% or the 22% or whatever, right? But when you got these funny other things that go on, such as, you know, your Medicare premium is going to go up or some of you that all of a sudden more of your social security is going to be taxed. You have to look at it a little bit differently. You can't just go to the top of the bracket and just assume that you're going to pay X amount of tax. You've got to figure out what your true effective rate is. It's a little bit more complicated, but I think Frank's on the right path because you don't want to blow this up. Um, 
and all of a sudden get pissed off at yourself or or us for telling, you know, talking about Roth conversions. And then in two years, Frank's like, hey, you never hey, told me about yeah, this. What about that? Right. So so let's say Frank converts and he's in the 22% bracket, and that's a good bracket for him. We're just making that assumption. And so if he pays an extra $1,200 in Medicare premiums and he converted 100000 well, that's 1200 into 100000 that's 1.2%. So you add that to the 22. So now it's like you're in the 23.2% bracket. Does that make sense? Maybe, maybe not. It depends upon your situation. We'd have to understand what your tax bracket's going to be in the future. But you're right, Joe. This it's not just Medicare or Social Security payments. In some cases, if you own rental property, you can deduct losses of up to twenty-five thousand dollars. If your adjusted gross income is below hundred thousand, so sometimes your Roth conversions blow that up. Or in some cases, you haven't had to pay the net investment income tax on your passive income, interest, dividends, capital gains. The Roth conversion makes that happen, right? So you, you have to you have to look at these things all together. That, that's why you can't just say, I mean, maybe it seems like we try to oversimplify. You really, to do this right, you have to do a tax projection to see, okay, what exactly is happening? And does this still make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the eye back surgery, right? But you know what triggered this whole thing was my ankle. Yeah, your foot. My It was my <laughs> ankle, right? It's like, what the hell? My God, you know, I'm feeling this weird pain in my ankle. Right. So, you know, people look at things in a vacuum, you know, you would, I would be like, oh, well, I must have, you know, sprained my ankle or something. But yeah. it, it, it was in my back. Right. I wouldn't have known that without an MRI. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden it, it went to my foot and I dropped foot and foot drop, whatever yeah. the hell it was. We, we have a friend that had a tremendous hip pain and she went in, got it checked, MRI, all that stuff. And they said, yeah, well, you need a new knee. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's the hip. hip. <laughs> Turns out that was what she needed. Dear Joe, Big Al and lovely Andy. Um, hi, guys. Brad from Tennessee here. Drive a 2012 green Ford F-150 and my dog died. Ooh. What the hell? How do you start that? This is just. Is he a country music writer? Is he writing a, a sad song here from Tennessee? Eight cats and two horses. Oh, but those belong to his wife. But that, that's why he doesn't have his own pet. That's the problem. Jesus. Depressing. I've been listening to you for a few months and thought you might be able to give me some insight, not advice on what I need to do. I turned 70 uh, next month. And we'll start my social security. Wife started hers at age 66, full retirement age. Our combined social security will be about $60,000. No pension. I've been retired for about three years and I have been using these low income cat years to convert IRA monies to a Roth and fill up that 12% tax bracket and plan to continue to until my RMD started age 72. Presently, I've combined IRA and 403B assets of $1.6 million. And we have Roths of about $600,000 and taxable brokerage accounts of another million dollars. No debt, four kids, all gone, no mortgage. See, thank you, Brad. It's like no debt besides my big mortgage. Well, then, no, that means your debt. Brad here, no debt, no mortgage, right. all gone. Yeah. Wife owns a couple of farms in South Carolina, North Carolina, really just draw, uh, really just raw land uh, with no real cash flow. And also have a small inherited IRA from her dad and a few other assets. Our total spending 
the past three years since I retired is about $10,000 a month, not counting the kitchen remodel for the wife. Question is, should I be converting up to the top of the 22% bracket, staying below the IRMA threshold? Uh, my tax-deferred accounts are the same size, if not larger, than three years ago, even with the Roth conversions. My spreadsheet suggests that I would not hit the 24% tax bracket with RMDs until about age 90, bearing any tax increases by Congress before then. Love you guys in your delightful banter. Delightful. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Top of 22. So what, what the hell is Irma? That's the, uh, that's the Medicare yes, thing. I, uh, yes. I don't know what it stands for, but you do. Go for it. <laughs> I have no idea. What's the threshold? 176. Okay. So, it stands for income-related monthly adjustment amount. So why would Irma mean anything to him? Because they adjust what is the Medicare premium? Um, well, based on well because so this is based upon 2021, which look, looks back to 2019's uh, modified adjusted gross income. As a married couple, if your income is modified adjusted gross income is below 176000 your Medicare Part B premium is $148. But if it goes even a dollar over that, it becomes $208. So there's a much bigger premium. So that's call it 60 bucks more a month, right? times 12 months, right? Whatever that is, 720 bucks. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to bankrupt you, but, but there, that is a consideration. But, but I, part of his question was, should he convert up to the top of the 22? Of course, or at least to the Irma, Irma limit. at least to that There's, limit. So the top of the 22% tax bracket, it's 180,000. Yeah. 173. Okay. And then the, the Irma limit is what? 176. Okay. So but that's, but that's, taxable income for the top of the 22 versus modified uh, adjusted, uh, yeah, adjusted gross, gross income. income. So your taxable income. So you're going to break through the Irma limit. If you go to the top of the 22% tax, bracket. you are, but if you, if you just go to the 176, let's just say, and you subtract out a standard deduction of about 25, 26, call it 150 is your taxable income. You know, you're, you're in the 22% bracket. That would be, to me, that'd be kind of a minimum of what you'd want to do. Cause, uh, because Brad, you only got a couple of years. You're turning seventy, so you, you, this is your chance to get this done before your required minimum distributions kick in. And if you're at one point six million, you know four percent of that sixty four grand. Yeah, sixty four grand. Add that to your social security. You're, you're already in the twenty two percent bracket forever, which we already know in just two three years becomes twenty five percent. And who knows what it could become in the next twenty years when you've run your spreadsheets. Right. So. The 22 is a no-brainer. 24% may make sense because it could go back to the... The 22 could revert back to the 25. It could. So you still got a a tax arbitrage there by paying tax at the 22 or 24% versus 25. And and you got more flexibility. So all you do if you you go a little bit higher than 176,000 is add the cost of the extra Medicare premiums to the tax you'll pay and figure out if it still makes sense. Yeah, you just kind of want to look at the effective rate Yep. Um, but yeah, great job of saving, Brad. Very good job. 
Check out the podcast show notes to read the transcript of today's episode and to learn more about Medicare, Roth conversions, and required minimum distributions. The Medicare Beginner's Guide, What You Need to Know Now, podcast episode number 226 with Danielle Roberts is a super useful and interesting overview of Medicare. The Ultimate Guide to Roth IRAs will tell you everything you need to get started with tax-free growth on your investments for life. And I've also included an educational video on how you can avoid some of the common mistakes people make with required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts, which, as of right now, begin at age 72. All of these financial resources are free. Just click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to get access. And if you find any of this stuff useful or entertaining, do us a favor and share it. Uh, Paige from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. Hi, YMYW. I'm single and will retire at the end of 2021. I'll be turning 60 in 2022. I drive a 2016 Honda CRV. I don't have any pets at this time, but I do foster animals for the Humane Society. Does that count? Of it, course it, it does. It, it counts. We've got llamas. <laughs> uh, my story oh, of $23,000 annual income in 2022, my income will drop uh, to eight thousand dollars starting twenty twenty three going forward. My annual expenses are around fifty k. I plan to take Social Security at age seventy. I'm guessing two thousand dollars a month. I am trying to assess and managing the impact of RMD and taxes. Roth convert uh, Roth conversions, of course, is the only tax lever that I see. Starting in twenty twenty two, I plan to do Roth conversions to the top of the twelve percent tax bracket from either my 401k or IRA account. Does it really matter which I tap into first? Uh, I'm planning to use my brokerage account, $200,000 to pay the taxes for the Roth conversions and pay for my living expenses for the near term. I want to continue to do Roth conversions until I burn through my brokerage account. One, what is the time frame for calculating the amount of Roth conversion that I can execute for 2022 in the years going forward? I have a million dollars between 401k and IRA accounts, plus about $50,000 in the Roth. Is there an amount floor in my total tax deferred accounts where it stops making sense to continue to do my conversions? Two, do I have any other options to consider if I want to continue Roth conversions after I drain my brokerage account? Three, am I looking at my situation in the wrong way? and making things too complicated based on my net worth and available money and brokerage account. Thanks for any insight you can provide. Since I came across your podcast, I became a great fan of your show. Well, thank you, Paige. It's nice. From Waukesha. Waukesha. All right. Um, so I get what she's doing here. She spends $50,000 a year. She wants to mitigate the impact of RMD at RMDA. She's 60. Sure. So she's going to turn 72 in 12 years. She's got a million dollars in her account today. 12 years, fairly conservative. Call it $2 million at age 72. It could be, but I think she's going to be using it to live. Not that much though. Well, hold on because she turns her income 60 in 2022. So she's got $8,000 of income 2023 going forward. She spends 50. So she needs 40 grand. Yeah, she needs 40, which is already about a 4%, 4% burn distribution. Rate. Okay. All righty. So she'll probably then call it 1.2 or maybe a million. Yeah. Yeah. 4%. Well, let's say it earns six. 
So it'll be whatever, 1.3, 1.5. Something like that? Yep. All right. And so should she do conversions in the first place? She wants to do the conversion to the top of the 12. You know, I here's my feeling. I, I like conversions in the 12% bracket for almost oh, everyone. everybody. Yep. So so if you need, you got 8,000 already and you need 50. So you're going to have to, in round numbers, you're going to have to take 40,000 out anyway, just just to, for your, to cover your living expenses. Right. And then, you know, so, so that's, the, that's the 50. I'm assuming you're single because you didn't mention um, a spouse, but um, at any rate, single, single, I am single. First thing she said. Oh, there you go. Oh, you're right. Okay. So the, the top of the 12% brackets, 80,000, you get a roughly a 40,000. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I totally screwed that one up. Yeah. It's 40,000. Your, your standard deduction is roughly 12,000. Let's call it. So, so if your income's 50 minus 12, you're at 38. So you're almost at the top of the 12 anyway. Right. So it'd only be a couple thousand dollars if I did my math, right? No. Okay. She's got $200,000 in a brokerage account. She's got a million dollars in a retirement account. Yeah. She's going to pull the $48,000 from the brokerage account. Right. So she's going to be in a 0% tax bracket. She's going to convert $40,000. Oh, got it. Yeah. You're right. I forgot about the brokerage. So you can live off of that. The brokerage. But she'll live off the brokerage for four years. She'll be able to convert $200,000 over the four years. Yep. Roughly, give or take. Yeah. And then she's out of the brokerage account. And then from there, she would draw from the overall account plus the $8,000 pension. I would wait until, until age 70. And then kind of see where everything kind of falls in place there. And then, you know, then look at conversions if if it makes sense. If, if, yeah, if there's enough income. I, I actually think you're absolutely right, Joe, go, thinking about this another way. So she'll get probably a couple hundred thousand out. She'll probably, even with Social Security, always be in a pretty low bracket, right? So I think that's enough. I don't think you have to go more than, you know, the first. And, uh, yeah, first, I, would not, I would not convert more than the 12% tax bracket. Yeah. And, and if you, if you're living off your brokerage account, you could probably max out the Roth conversion for four years. That's about 50,000 ish per year, 200,000. It's probably good enough. Yeah. And then that 200,000 compounds tax-free for life. And then there would reduce the RMD right. long-term. And then if she's charitably inclined, she's given a couple of bucks to the humane society, to the kids, to the animals, to, you know, the llamas out there. Yeah. She can do a CRD. She can give a couple of bucks instead of taking the RMD. She can go directly from there, give it to a charity, avoid the taxes there. You know, so there's, there's a lot of options I think of what Paige can do. Yeah, that's right. And year five, when you're done with your Roth conversions, you just pull the money out of your IRA to living expenses and you're still in the same bracket. So there you go. Got uh, hello, Andy, uh, Big Al, and Joe. Jim from Santa Cruz calling. Uh, it seems impossible that anyone could send you a question about Roth IRAs that you haven't heard before, but maybe, just maybe, these two will qualify. Both are connected to the five year rules. Oh, that's your favorite the five year rule. <laughs> Got a five year clock. <laughs> Love the five year clock. All right. So, Jim, let's see what you got. Question number one I recently opened a Roth IRA at a brokerage. The current balance is zero. If I do a backdoor Roth contribution, is there a minimum amount to start the clock on the five-year period? Can I convert $5 into the Roth during 2021, pay $1.20 in tax, assuming I'm in the 24% tax bracket, um, and the five-year period has started? 
Okay. Um, yes, <laughs> that is true. That's a, that's a very easy answer. The five-year clock is not dependent upon how much is in your Roth. You can do a dollar if you want. So pay, pay 24 cents tax. Um, okay. So we open up a Roth to do a conversion. So he, he has an IRA yep. that he's going to put $5 in. Yeah. Just to start the five-year clock. And he's going to convert it. And then it's now he's, he's going to pay a dollar twenty in tax yeah, and have right. the $5 in the Roth. That's right. So yeah, the five-year clock started that day. Yeah. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Number two, I expect to retire at the end of 2025 at age 65. So what year is it now? It is 2021. So he is over 59 and a half. Yep. Call it 61. Okay. Uh, beginning in 2026, um, I plan to convert 30 to 50,000 each year from a qualified IRA into my Roth. If I withdraw converted funds in less than five years, I understand that taxes are due on the investment earnings. If more than one year elapsed between conversion and withdrawal, are these earnings considered long-term capital gains, which if my income in retirement is in the first or second bracket, have a current tax rate of zero? Your show's great. Thanks, as always, for doing what you do. Jim from Santa Cruz. Um, okay, Jim. Let's, let's get a couple <laughs> see, things. See here. if you can dissect that. All right. I'm going to try. So let me explain the five-year clock. Oh, boy. We have a white paper on it. We could uh, just send it to me, people. Can I go take a restroom break? <laughs> There's two five-year clocks. And so I'm going to just maybe talk in Jim. Jim wants to understand the five-year clock in regards to conversions. Okay. If Jim is under 59 and a half, each conversion that he does, if he does a regular conversion, a backdoor Roth conversion, a giant garage, Megatron, whatever stupid name you guys want to put on this thing, it's a five-year clock for each conversion that he does if he's under 59 and a half until he turns 59 and a half. Okay, I, I agree with you. Okay. Jim's going to open up a Roth IRA. He's going to do a conversion in it, and he's going to continue to convert, but he's already over 59 and a half. Right. So the first conversion that he does with $5, that started his five-year clock when he was age 60. Yep. And then he's going to retire at age 63, and he's going to do a $30,000 conversion each year thereafter for the next three or four years. It, each of those $30,000 or $50,000 conversion, the five-year clock is already satisfied by the $5 that he put in the Roth IRA several years previous. Yes, I, I agree with that. Is, is that is, can you follow that? Yeah. Or it was a confusing. It's confusing. But, but here's why that's true. So when you're under 59 and a half, if you want to get money out of your IRA, if you take it out, you have to pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty. If you convert it to a Roth and take it out the next day, well, you somehow got around that 10% penalty. So the IRS got wise to that and said, okay, if you're under 59 and a half, every single time you convert, you got to wait five years to get at your principal, right? So that's why they did that. The day you turn 59 and a half, that rule goes away, right? So you, you don't because have- Because you already satisfied the 59 and a half rule. That you, there is no 10% penalty because there's no early withdrawal. And so it's very confusing to people, even that are 
over 59 and a half because they think the five-year clock still applies to them. We've had people argue with us. You guys well, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we have a lot of people argue with us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's why. And so once you're 59 and a half, then the five-year clock on each conversion goes away. There is no such thing. Yes. And there is never going to be a capital gains tax, anything that comes out of a retirement account. You'll always be ordinary income. Correct. If it comes from a Roth IRA, it will be tax-free. So there's no capital gains anytime you have a retirement account, unless it's net unrealized appreciation. And that's a totally another ball. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> All right. We'll save that for another day. We do have that white paper and we will send it to you. It's a whole guide dedicated to those five-year Roth clocks with an in-depth breakdown on how and when you can pull money out of your Roth IRA based on whether you're over or under age 59 and a half. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes. You can download the five-year rules for Roth withdrawals guide. You can ask Joe and Big Al your money questions either via email or voice message. And remember, those voice messages will get top priority. And for more in-depth personalized help, click the big green get an assessment button at the top of the page to schedule a free financial assessment. Stress test your retirement portfolio, find out where you might be able to save more on taxes, and get a plan tailored to your specific risk tolerance, goals, and circumstances. It's all at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Got Anna from Tennessee writes in, hi Al and Joe, love your show. And detailed information to give. Unlike most of the other podcasts, which are too basic, <laughs> if I have to listen to one more financial expert tell me to give up drinking lattes to save money for my <laughs> retirement, I'm going to scream. As referring to David Bach and the latte factor. So that's the only advice we give on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lattes are way too expensive. Yes. We got the booze factor. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody here is going to tell you to give up drinking beer. Yeah, we're not going to say that. No. So my question, how do I figure out how much to have in my Roth IRA upon retirement in order to keep myself in a lower tax bracket? I'm currently in the 22% tax bracket and want to be in the 12% tax bracket in my retirement or 15 if taxes go up in 2026. I want to spend $50,000 a year post-tax current dollars in retirement. I anticipate $60,000 a year after expenses from a rental property and will be taking the rest out of retirement accounts until age 70 when social security will add another $38,000 a year towards the 50. Oh, it's 5,000 a year. I'm sorry. I thought it was 5,000 a month in rental. So it's five a year, five a year rental. Got it. Okay. So I was like, well, if she's got $60,000 a year, she's she's already done. (laughs) So she needs 45 grand from the five to get to the 50. Got it. Yep. All right. We're on the same page here. So now she's pulling $45,000 out. Then Social Security is going to give her another 40. I'm rounding. So that pretty much takes care of it. Right. I'm close to it. Or if I round the other way, she needs another $5,000 towards the 50. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm currently 50. Plan to start withdrawals at 60. So a little 10 year time frame for Anna. And assuming a life expectancy of 95. I have no husband or kids, so I have no concerns about leaving any kind of legacy. And I have the money now to pay the taxes on a partial conversion every year until retirement. So how do I figure the math out to find out how much I need to have in the Roth IRA to stay in the lowest tax bracket? Or am I wrong about limiting the amount I have in my Roth heading into retirement? It should just be converting and contributing to it as crazy 
in as much as I can. I'm an English teacher, not so good with math or figuring out taxes. Your help is greatly appreciated. Thanks. All right. So she's she's understanding that, hey, if I get tax diversification, if I have money in a Roth, in a brokerage account, in a retirement account, I have options when I pull money out to provide myself with a retirement income that I can control my taxes long term. Right. And, and so in a case like that, then if you have certain years where you want to spend more, you want to do something special, you can pull that money out of the Roth and still stay in the 12% bracket. So the thinking is, is exactly right. So now she wants to get into the nitty gritty of this. Yeah. So I guess to reiterate that strategy, what we've talked about, I think people get on this Roth conversion you know, train and they forget what the hell they're doing it for. <laughs> You know, true is when we haven't really talked about this in a while. It's always this mega door, back door, super door, back, whatever. Yeah. Right? Like, like what's the Megatron? What's the, yeah. Well, yeah. Megatron and the, the Roth Gator. Um, it's like, what the hell? Why are we doing all this stuff to begin with? And it's to give you control of your taxes in retirement. Sure. Is that you'll have options on where to pull from. You will pull from your retirement account to keep you in the 12% tax bracket or 15 or 22 or 25, whatever the brackets are. And then if you want more cash or capital, you have other options to pull from. You have a brokerage account that's capital gains. And if you manage that appropriately by doing tax loss harvesting, you could potentially pull money from that tax-free. If you got money into a Roth, that's tax-free. So you have balance in your overall strategy and diversification from a tax perspective. So I think Anna gets this because she's been listening to a lot of really bad podcasts out there, but Apparently. I guess, you know, she's we, catching we, up. We made the grade somehow. Yes. Um, and so she's thinking, okay, well, what what's the floor? What's the math? How do I figure this out? How do I keep myself in the 12% tax bracket? And unfortunately, Anna, there's no, there's nowhere near enough information. I have no idea how much money you have in a retirement account. I know what you'll have in social security. I know what you'll have is a living expense, but what's your retirement account? Did she give a balance? No. <laughs> so it makes it a little, t- little hard. Right. So we don't know, let's say as you age, and if you don't necessarily need that money, if the RMD is going to pop you into, let's say a, a higher bracket, or you might be in the 12% tax bracket throughout. Yeah, I mean, so, so let's maybe let's answer it this way. So if you've got, Anna, if you got 500,000 in an IRA, just as an example, and how old is she? 50? Yep. So, and she's going to start needing at 60. She's working. Yep. English okay. teacher. Okay, perfect. So at age 60, let's just say that 500,000 has grown to a million, mm-hmm. right? And then, then she presumably would start drawing out at that point. I mean, we don't have enough information to know, but let's just say she does, but let's just say the million dollars stays kind of level because she's using that money to live off. Cause that would be about a 5% draw rate r- roughly. Right. So it may not grow that much. So if you have a million dollars at age 72, then we, we just figure roughly a 4% is your RMD in year one. It's not exactly, but gives you a pretty close idea. So that's $40,000. So now it's like, okay, now I know something. So if, if my RMD is going to be 40,000, I can add my social security or my pension on top of that. And, and maybe, maybe now it's 80,000, right? Okay. So that's, and, and then I, you get a, a, at least a standard deduction for a single person's about $12,000. Let's just say it's 10 to make easier math. So 80 minus 10 is 70. 
now I'm, I'm 30,000 over the 12% bracket. So now I can start working backwards over time to figure out how much to convert. But we, yeah, we have to have a lot more information. That was just clear as <laughs> it was. <Blood>. <laughs> I was, I totally fell asleep there for a second too. I saw you were like grinding at it too. You're oh, like, man. yeah. And then you're going to be 30,000 under this and you're going to be yeah. this and it's going to be great. If you, if, and you, if you can figure all this out and you rewind the tape, you're going to go, gosh, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to it two or three times to get the brilliance. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> and, it. and you have to have coffee, no cocktails. Got it. Got it. So, um, I like where, I mean, she's on the right track. I want to give her a plot. Yes. Um, applause. Or I want to applaud her. Yeah. Um, for actually thinking in the right way. It's like, okay, I get it. I need to start doing some things. I need to start maneuvering my money around so to keep me in a low tax bracket. Um, I think what you do now is, yeah, you keep throwing money at the Roth IRA like crazy until you give us more information then we can probably <laughs> maybe pencil it out a little bit better. But if you're in the 12 or 22% tax bracket as a single taxpayer, you want to spend $50,000 a year, you're going to have, you know, roughly $40,000. Um, and what, what you say? Um, 38,000 in social security. Yeah. So $40,000 there, you're almost at the 15% tax bracket or 12% tax bracket as a single taxpayer, even though, of course, Social Security's taxed a little bit different provisional income and blah, 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 blah. But you have another, you have these retirement accounts that are going to be forced out or that are, are going to be pulled out to, to provide your lifestyle. So I would convert to the top of the 12 or the 22% tax bracket and keep throwing money at the Roth. I think that will give you a really good start. You're 50, you got 10 years to build it out. So, all right, we got to take, oh, that's it. We're done. Um, thanks for your questions, folks. Keep them coming in, please. Uh, this show's not a show without your questions. So we'll be back next week. Show's cutting your money or How to read an email. Again, Joe's Strut, Waukesha, CRVs, and New Balance shoes in the derails. So stick around to the end of the episode. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule a free financial assessment. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. On this. Should I go Frank from Minnesota ranked in because he didn't give a name or how does that work? Or do we have a new, on, is it the same form? The same form. Yeah, Same it's form. Frank so, from Minnesota. But he doesn't sign off to Frank from Minnesota. Correct. There's got a it. field that he puts his name and a field that he puts his location so is that and new? a field is that, that he new? puts his question. No. Is that new? No. No. It's been like that forever. Years and years? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. just catching on, Dandy. All right. If well, I one of us is. How's your ankle now, Joe? Uh, my ankle's fine. I, I, I still walk with a little bit of a strut. I like to... <laughs> Well, that's a, that's like an athlete, right? Oh, you feel good about that. I, yeah, right? I do. I look like I play professional sports. <laughs> that's right. I got like a little like hitch so in the walk. You now talking the third person I, because I, of the hitch? No, no, absolutely not. No, no runs fast. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's getting better. The first month was bad, but now I'm in month two, almost month three. Nice. Oh. And your golf game? That's you, you're, you're able played, to play. Yeah, once, twice. 
No, I started last week okay. or two weeks ago. Okay. So I played a few times. Okay. Um, first a couple times I was <laughs> a little rusty. A little bit. Yeah. You know? That's one of those games you got to keep up. Otherwise, it doesn't work so well. Yeah. And I appreciate everyone writing in when I thought I had sciatic. Yeah. they get You got all kinds of advice. Yes. Doctors all over the place. Yeah. Gypsies. <laughs> put, put pepper on my back. Right. Shit, you know? um, yeah. But finally, one guy was like, just go to your general doctor and then get an MRI. Yeah. They'll know what to do. <laughs> They'll know what to do. <laughs> you know, soaking my back with like Don Dish show like Epsom, for 20 Epsom minutes. Salt. <laughs> then run around my house four times. Waukesha, Wisconsin. That's a, I think you did it right. Don't you think so, Andy? Waukesha? He, he taught me that one in a previous episode, so I'm totally going with Joe on that one. Yep. No, it's definitely Waukesha. Waukesha. That's, that's your part of the country. Yeah. I know um, yeah, the Midwest names. Yeah. I think I've been to Waukesha, to be honest with you. Have you? Do you think? You're not sure? I'm not sure. So it doesn't I've really... I've been to a lot of cities in towns that sound like that. It doesn't count unless you actually had a beer there. Uh, I guarantee probably had if, if I stopped <laughs> I was going to say if Jeff's been to a city he's there. had a beer guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed I've had okay. a cocktail alright then it counts CRVs are very popular car of choice of the YMYW you know, it listener. seems to be right dependable cars yes very dependable especially when you like you know get in your 60s it's like you gotta get the CRV that's that's what I need <laughs> when are you getting yours I don't have one yet oh boy you know he's not old so enough once you turn 45 you get the new balance you know, big tennis shoes. <laughs> is that the age? I is, that, was, is that what you just bought? Uh, yeah, no. I would never wear that. No.